Well, Razorback fans, there's a pretty big decision today for an in-state recruit. And if you look at the football side of things, Arkansas maybe has not been hitting on all the in-state recruits like you'd want. Is that a problem? Let's talk about it on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. A little bit late on the podcast today, mainly due to the fact that for some reason my uh, computer had to do like a bunch of updates last night that took hours. I don't know why. I'm sure it was very important, but it was really frustrating. So it's a little bit late today. My apologies, but still got some good things to talk about today. As again, next week will be SEC Media Days. All the podcasts will be live there in Nashville. I keep wanting to say Hoover, but it's no longer there. In Nashville. So we'll have some uh, great content and hope we get to catch up with some of the Razorback football players and, of course, Coach Sam Pittman next week as well. But today, at least at the time of the recording of this podcast, there's a big decision coming up for one particular player here in the state of Arkansas when it comes to the football side of things. And it is indeed Braylon Russell. Now, Braylon Russell is a four-star player out of the state of Arkansas. Uh, he's a running back. He's got a bunch of offers to different places. Uh, looks like uh, it's going to be at 645 tonight. So they're going to be having the uh, announcement then. He's 6'1", 230 pounds. He is from Benton, Arkansas. He is the number four player in the state, according to 24-7 Sports, and the number 22 running back. In the country, he's got Arkansas, South Carolina, and Tennessee in his top three. And if you're looking at the crystal ball predictions, uh, at least according to Hogsports.com and Danny West, has it Arkansas? Has the decision going to be Arkansas? So we'll see if that actually ends up being the case. No guarantees when it comes to recruiting, that's for sure. But uh, it's it's a big. It could be a big get for Arkansas. And there's also another player too, I guess today. Uh, Selman Bridges. He's from Texas, though. He's a four-star cornerback, and he also has a prediction for Arkansas that's going to happen at 7 o'clock tonight. He has Arkansas, TCU, Texas, and USC in the finals. And uh, Steve Wiltfong, is, who's the lead expert on crystal ball predictions for him, says Arkansas is going to be the one. But again, those are just predictions. Don't know if they're going to be true, but at least we know that it's what it's looking at if you're Arkansas. So we'll see. We'll see. But something that happened over the past few days, at least, is that people started seeing Arkansas miss out on a few players in state that they thought that they could get. Like, for instance, Brian Huff from Jonesboro commits to Missouri. He's a linebacker, a three-star linebacker. Uh, there's also uh, Chauncey Johnson from Lone Oak, who committed to Oklahoma State. You got uh, Marquez Parker from West Memphis, committed to Cincinnati. And then uh, Joseph McVeigh from Earl, is going to Vanderbilt. Uh, Drake Lindsey, of course, a three-star quarterback from Fayetteville, actually, Purple Dog Pride, going to Minnesota. Dr Walker White, the quarterback's going to Auburn. But those are just of the top 15, top 20 players in the state of Arkansas and where they're going. Now, let me be very clear in saying that Courtney Crutchfield and Charleston Collins, two, the two, top two players in the state of Arkansas, Courtney being from Pine Bluff as a wide receiver, and a D lineman with Collins from Little Rock. Both are four stars. Both are committed to Arkansas at this point in time. 
Walker White is the number three player. Then Braylon Russell is number four. If he commits to Arkansas, then Arkansas is going to have uh, four of the top six players in the state, including C.J. Brown, the wide receiver out of Bentonville. But yet, people started bringing up when they lost a linebacker to Missouri that or Walker White to Auburn. There's problems in in-state recruiting, and you and you got to be able to build a wall, if you will, around the borders to be able to have big-time commitments and big-time players come to Arkansas because that's what they need. That's what they have to have. And, you know, the more I thought about this, the more I, I get where people are coming from on it. I get where people can not be concerned about it because the last thing you want to do is have big-time players or the big-time players that you want leaving your state. And not everything is created equal. You know what I'm saying? Like, not every single situation is the same. Like, Walker White going to Auburn. Uh, I, I mean, Walker White looks like a great player. He's from Little Rock Christian, and obviously Hugh Freeze in Auburn wants him. But, I mean, if you look at Arkansas's quarterback situation, they may feel better about Jacoby Criswell or Malachi Singleton moving forward. Or maybe there's another quarterback that's on the radar that they would feel better about. I mean, if Walker White came to Arkansas, that'd be great. But I'm also not looking at losing Walker White to Auburn as some sort of horrible thing that, is showing that the coaching staff is losing their luster. Like that's, that's an absurd thing. And also um, with Walker White, and this is not a knock against him, but if you think about players, especially at the quarterback position that have left Arkansas to go elsewhere, in a lot of cases, they have not, you know, panned out in the highly recruited way that people thought they would. Uh, you know, think about Kyle Frazier who actually went to Auburn way back when. Uh, you think about uh, Criswell, even though he did go to North Carolina and played a little bit, but he didn't play a whole lot. Now he's back at Arkansas. But, you know, the point is, is that people just think that in football, it's kind of the same in basketball, where all these great players go out of state and they come back and kick the crap out of Arkansas. That just hasn't really been the case for the most part, unless you're, just, unless you're Ty Story, which I think everybody was rooting for Ty Story in that game. Uh, but, but still, the whole recruiting thing about building the wall out of, uh, around the state is important. So I'm not trying to downplay it. It is something that needs to happen. It's something that this coaching staff needs to do the best of their ability. They're not going to get everybody, but they need to get to the point to where it's pretty consistent. And in this particular case, if they're able to get four of the top six players out of the state and two of them being quarterbacks that they don't get, which would be Walker White and Drake Lindsey, I'm okay with that. I'm satisfied with that, especially with the job that they're doing in recruiting outside the state of Arkansas. But there's two folds to this whole thing. No one, no one loves in-state kids being successful with the Razorbacks more so than me. I mean, let's be honest. You're talking about Corliss Williamson, Darren McFadden, Bobby Portis. You know, guys to that caliber who wanted to be Razorbacks, didn't want to be anything else. They wanted to be, play for Arkansas. They weren't even visiting anywhere else. That was where they wanted to be. And it's great. Like, that's a great thing, and I love that. But just because they're in-state kids does not mean that you need to sign 50, the top 15 kids out of the state and then get the next 10 out of state. Like, that's just not a realistic thing. And honestly, I don't think it should happen. Because at the end of the day, and I'm trying to make sure that no one takes this in the wrong way, which I'm sure they will, but at the end of the day, you need to have the best players that you can possibly have on the team. That's all that matters. And when it comes to the Razorback football team, especially, I don't care where they're from. I don't care if they're from Arkansas or not, if they can play. 
I don't think it would be a very good system in place to where Sam Pittman's like, you know, we see this five-star player over here in Texas, but we have this three-star player in Arkansas and at the same position, we're going to get the Arkansas kid. Like, no, you don't want to do that. You want to get both maybe if you can, but it's not important to me as much as it used to be to get every kid out of the state of Arkansas. Get most of them. Get the top-tier ones, the game-changing ones. Get the Traylon Burks-type players. Get those. But, I mean, is Walker White going to go to Auburn and be a Heisman Trophy winner? Maybe. Let's hope not, because that would be bad for Arkansas. But I'm not, also not going to lose sleep and start blaming coaches and having issues with them and saying you guys are losing your touch just because of the fact that they're moving on and going somewhere else. I'm not going to have that. And the second part of it is, too, this. Folks, this transfer portal has changed everything. And to me, I more care about, at this point in time, I care about the transfer portal more so than recruiting out of high school. In football, at least, for sure. Yes, you got to have both. Yes, you got to develop. Yes, you got to have guys. But to me, if there's a player out there, say if it's a quarterback, we'll just use the quarterback as, an, as a for instance. After this year, if KJ leaves, if there's a quarterback that's in that portal that you really want and that has interest in you, I'd rather have that kid, that kid to come and play right now than have Walker White. I would rather do that. There's a running back out there that has proven he can play at major college football levels and is balling out. I'd rather have him than Braylon Russell. Nothing against those. I, I, can we do both? That'd be great too. But the portal to me has become the game changer and the season changer and the team changer more immediately than high school. Because high school, these guys could pan out. They could not. They could end up going the right direction. They could end up transferring out. They could phase out. I mean, there's so many different things that can happen. But when it comes to the transfer portal, you at least know that guy proved himself to play a major college football. So there's no problem with not getting in all the in-state kids. Just get the best kids. Get the best players on the team. That's all, I'm, that's all I care about. That's all you should care about. But if the best players are in the state of Arkansas, you definitely need to get them. Folks, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Speaking of recruiting and whatnot, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts or accessories for your vehicle, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, too. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million different parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game and in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts. Get the right fit and get the right prices with ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I have previewed it enough. I've talked about it enough. I've hyped it up enough that, yes, indeed, SEC Media Days is coming up next week. Uh, I'm going to be in Nashville for the full week. Hopefully, we get some great content. And for those of you who uh, want to follow along on the journey, 
Uh, follow me on social media at Buzz John Neighbors, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, I guess. Those are the main ones. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get some great content there. And it's, it's funny, I put out a poll question earlier this week about just if fans like you care about SEC Media Days, like is there anything that you like about SEC Media Days? And most people said no. But there were a few that said, well, if there's any highlights, if there's any intriguing things. And then some of you were just like, yeah, I will care about only Arkansas. I don't care about what anybody else says. I only care about what's going on with Arkansas. Like, okay. Everyone's got their thing, and that's fine. That's fine. But I look forward to it every year for the content, for the interviews, for the networking, for the discussions, for the storylines, for everything. And the fact that it's in Nashville, which is so much easier to get to for me, freaking Hoover. I'm really excited about it too because Nashville's a really cool city. So, uh, but. There's a lot of different ways that can be taken from it, but I'll tell you this. What I'm looking forward to the most at SEC Media Days, at least from the Arkansas perspective, is that you have Sam Pittman, who understands the importance of this season. He understands that this is a year to where it could be a make or break for his future at Arkansas. Again, not saying he's going to get fired immediately if he has a not-so-stellar year. But I am saying, that when it comes to the confidence level for fans, when it comes to the forecast of the rest of the tenure for Sam Pittman, if he has a big year this year and he wins eight, nine games, like say something like that, then everybody's going to jump back on board the Sam Pittman train and be like, hey, this is our guy. He had a great year in 2021 where he won nine games, took a step back pretty significantly. <laughs> When they went seven and six last year, he knew it was unacceptable. He knew that they lost games they shouldn't have. So he changed things, he fixed things, and now they got back on track. That's to me a great indication of a great coach. If you have a coach that has the ability to understand and have the self awareness that if there's a problem, let's fix it. That's always going to be some a guy that you want to give some time to. Not all the time, but just some time. We've seen so many coaches who are so egotistical that they will refuse to change anything because heaven forbid that they ever do anything wrong. You know, we talk about the enemy of the state coming up in the, in the bracket that I've created, but I, I look at it as kind of like, you know, Houston Nutt had a little bit of that. Refused to change his offense. Refused to hire an offense coordinator. Did not want one. Did not want to give up play calling. And we saw the disaster that happens when he hired Malzahn and all the drama that came with it. But it was like, man, you can, like, there's problems. In fact, it seemed like he would always fire the wrong coach. He'd fire the defensive coaches when it's like, dude, the defense is great. It's the offense is a problem. But ego always comes into play. And he's not the only one. There's been a lot of coaches that have been like that. Brett Bielma was also that way, too. You know, heaven forbid he ever admits that he did not have anything to do with the, the offensive line building. You know, it's something that I always felt like he, he was like, oh, it's all about me. I was like, no, he, he never gave credit to his assistants. He never talked about how great of a job. It was always about me. Sam Pittman, on the other hand, he's looking at it as things went wrong. I'm going to fix them. He's still learning as it goes along. And that could be a great success story or it could be his undoing. Just kind of depends on how you look at it. But to me, I am very thankful that Sam Pittman has that personality and has that mentality towards his program we all want to win Sam Pittman wants to win he's seen what it looks like to win 
and it looks like that he is about as happy with the culture and the direction of things and how they're going that he has been in quite some time. And, I'm, and again, I think he learned a lot last year. And now he's making the change. And seeing that his personality, is, he's like a little happier. He's a little more excited about the year. He, he feels confident with the changes he's made. feels confident with the team and the group that he has. I feel like that's such a great thing to talk to somebody about at SEC Media Days with Pittman, but also the players that he has. Because with KJ and Rocket, guys have been in the program for a long time. And even Landon Jackson, who's, this is only a second year at Arkansas. I love the fact that they're doing these things. I love the fact that you have that type of personality where you're making the changes that are necessary to be successful in this conference. It's not easy to win. It's not easy to win in this conference. It's not easy to, to, to get to the amount of wins that they need to get to each and every year, no matter what team you are. I mean, think about it. Like, the SEC West, like A&M, is, with all the stuff they got, they've been pretty terrible here recently. You know, you, you think about Ole Miss, and they had that one great year, but it, you have the feeling that that was the peak, that was the pinnacle of what they're ever going to get to. You think of Florida and the, and the issues that they have. You know, everyone's jumping on Shane Beamer in South Carolina, but I was like, okay. Good luck. See how that goes. Still not impressed by him. But the point is, is that there's always issues going on with other teams in this conference. Very few are able to be successful year in and year out. I like what Sam Pittman's doing. I like how he's handling it. And I like the fact that he understands and is not afraid to admit mistakes or change things because he sees that it's not working. I think that we're going to see a significant change in the good, in the best, in the better way all year long. I really do. Uh, we'll give an update on our enemy of the state bracket here in just a second. But, folks, this episode is brought to you by Markel from Fayetteville to El Dorado. El Dorado. El Dorado. And everywhere in between. See, I said El Dorado one time, and I said El Dorado. Now I always joke with my buddy who's from El Dorado. I always call it that. And so don't, don't get mad at me. Please don't get mad at me, you folks out there. But still, from Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between, Markel has been helping Arkansas's small business community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with a truly people-first approach because to them, insurance is just more than a piece of paper. It's a promise to help you get back on your feet. We spend a third of our lives working, which is crazy to think about. So on-the-job injuries can be expected. You work hard to build your business, so it's important to make sure you and your employees have the right insurance coverage each and every time. Whether you're new to business or celebrating a 25th anniversary, whether you have one employee or a thousand employees, Markel aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. So find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at markelinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com slash locked on. Markel, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier, coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by each state. Markel is a registered trademark of Markel Group Incorporated. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, Got to give an update on the enemy of the state bracket poll, which is hilarious to me, man. I have had some people so mad at me for this. Like, not everybody, because it's always just some trolls on Twitter and whatnot. 
But there are so many people that have been fired up about this. Like the fact that I would even put Houston Nutt on the, the bracket or Jimmy Dykes. They're just, they're just so insulted by that. And some people even like blocked me on Twitter, which is okay, whatever. Do what you need to do. People DM me really mean stuff. Been very personal with some of their attacks. Like, I think I'm doing something right then. I got this going on for me. But uh, we are now in the hateful eight of the voting. And I guess by two, by next week, by next Monday, we'll have the final results because it's a day by day thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll give longer for voting on the final four, depending on how it goes. But still, uh, it's it's been really great. And now we're in the final eight teams, and some of these. Some of these have been pretty close. Now, I will admit that at the voting at this point in time, three of these four matchups are landslides, which is going to happen. I'm hoping the final four can end up, or the filthy four, or I don't know, whatever name I'm going to come up with. Uh, I'm hoping that it gets to the point where people are really excited about that. But the ones that are winning in landslides, like Chad Morris is smoking instant replay. He's winning at 93% right now. Like Chad Morris is probably going to win this all. SEC officiating is smoking John L. Smith at 87% for SEC officiating. It's not even close. And Texas, at 77%, is smoking Eli Drinkwitz. I was kind of surprised to see Drinkwitz make it that far, but he is a turd. Uh, but the only one that's really close is Jeff Long versus Heisman voters. I find that one pretty fascinating. Because right now, it, it, it's, a, it's a very, very close one where Heisman voters have 50.5% of the votes and Jeff Long has 49.5%. So you're talking about a dead even heap for the hatred there. I'm here for it. I love it. Keep those votes coming again. Follow me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. You'll be able to see all the votes there and be able to cast your votes yourself. It's a lot of fun, that's for sure. But we'll keep it going. We'll, ha we'll have some, and again, it's for fun, folks. Don't hate on me for it. It's just for fun. Chill out. Relax. It'll be okay. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next Monday, live from SEC Media Days. We'll keep it going from there. Have a great one, everyone. Stay safe this weekend. Woo pig.